This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't hate me, but I have never seen blank. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Everybody has those pop culture blind spots, those things that everybody else has seen but you've never seen. Um, and the reason I'm asking this question is because I had a girlfriend this weekend uh, say, don't hate me, but I've never seen Pitch Perfect. And I just thought it was such a funny way of phrasing the fact that she had a Pitch Perfect blind spot. Mm-hmm. Um so I want everybody to fill in that blank. Don't hate me, but I've never seen. Is it a TV show? Is it a movie? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Holly, do we have anybody on the line? Yeah, we have John on the line. Perfect. Hi, John. John, don't hate me, but I've never seen Avatar. Oh, oh. I don't hate you for that. Nobody neither have hates I. you for not seeing that. John. I haven't seen it either. Do you have any desire to see it at all? Uh, no, <laughs> not really. I don't either. I mean, I at, there was a time when I thought I should probably see that because everybody has seen it. And then I realized I don't have to see it just because everybody else has seen it. I don't think I'm going to like it. Well, also, I haven't seen uh, the last Star Wars movie, and I also have not seen Avengers Endgame. And I actually, I want to see Avengers Endgame. The last Star Wars movie I heard was not very good, so I'm in no hurry to see it. Yeah, I, I think you're them. fine. But you should see them both. Because that's your duty. <laughs> But Avatar, not your duty. I haven't seen the last Avengers either. You haven't? No. I'm not a big superhero person. For some reason, I don't live in a world of superheroes. I haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Haven't seen the last Star Wars movie either. The Star Wars movie, I feel like... So, John, you're not alone. Thank you for your call, At some point, you should watch the last Star Wars movie just to do it, to, like, finish the thing. But, like, don't put it on, like, it doesn't have to be this year. Well, here's the other thing. Here's my, this is my advice about the last Star Wars movie is just like, don't get your hopes up. Just go for closure, I guess. I don't have any hopes. That's why I haven't watched it yet. Perfect. Um, Avengers Endgame, though, I'm just saying. Um, We did get two tweets, and Holly, by by all means, pipe in when when anybody calls 651-641-1071. Laura said, don't hate me. I've never seen the Godfather movies. Um, yeah, Bradley, have you? Mm-mm. You've Mm-mm. seen zero of them? Zero. Mm-mm. Okay, so, you know, how have you ever, like, you know you've seen the movie, but it didn't make an impression on you? Mm-hmm. I've seen the original Godfather twice, and I couldn't tell you what happened. So. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like, you know, 
And and when are you going to stop and make yourself watch that? Like of all the movies you have on, on the backlog, yeah, that's not one that it's not like feel like there's any urgency to see. Because Bradley, you know how you said you're not really superhero-y? I'm not mm. really gangy. Like I'm not really like gangy. Yeah, like you know, Gangs mobby. I'm not really mobby. Mobby. That I suppose it's more mobby. Yeah. Um, KJ said, "Don't hate me, but I've never seen The Sopranos." Also kind of mobby. Haven't, haven't seen haven't seen the Sopranos. Same, either. same. Although my husband did say the other day, he was like, I really feel like if we're gonna keep doing this like we're not ever doing anything, we should probably like dig into an old TV show. Mm. And the Sopranos was on the list. Yeah, I, neither I, of like, us have watched it. I, I will say the Sopranos and Godfather for that matter. I actually I oddly found myself thinking about Godfather three this morning. I was watching a um a video and somebody referenced it and I was like, you know, I I guess I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching a Godfather movie. And the same with Sopranos. It's just not its not anything I've done. But I'm not actively avoiding it. Here's what you got to do with the Godfather. You got to find either a holiday day where you don't have to leave the house. Or you watch it when you're sick and you don't have to leave the house. Mm. You watch the first one. You watch the second one. And if you're feeling bold, you can watch the third one. But it's not obligatory viewing. You just go straight through. You just watch the two. The third one. Good. Yeah, we got full phones, by the way. Oh, Yay. wonderful. Who's next? We've got Anne. Hi, Anne. Anne, fill Hi. in the blank. Don't hate me, but I've never seen what? A Christmas story. <gasps> oh. How'd you miss that one? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm your age, Bradley, so I have no idea. Because that was like appointment viewing in our house every year. But again, I get it. Sometimes it just happens. Do you want no, to see it? but it's a problem it? every Christmas. Yeah, I bet it is. I feel like you need to rip the Band-Aid off. But will it be disappointing now? Um, here's the, this, the key to that is go in with zero expectations. Just know okay. that for many people, the thing that makes it so good is the nostalgia of it. Yeah. So just okay. watch it without attachment. How about that? Does that help? It does. I'll okay. do it. I, right, I will I say Christmas you. Story is a really good movie. It, it is. And I part okay. of it is because we all have that nostalgia. Thanks for your call. Um, who do we have next, Holly? We have Lauren. Lauren's on the line. Hi, Lauren. Lauren, uh, don't hate me, but I've never seen what? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, my goodness. How have you the... avoided that? Well, here's the kicker. I was born in 1980, so that should be like something that's part of my growing up and I have a daughter named Sloan and I understand that the girlfriend character is named Sloan and it is in no relation no nothing and I even own the DVD so now I'm starting to feel like how do you own the DVD and you haven't seen it (laughs) I know right so I feel like I have an assignment for this afternoon or evening or something right yes Lauren accountability I feel like you need to get right on that ASAP Yep, there's a plenty of eighty movie eighties movies I've missed, so I should maybe make a list. Oh, that would be that'd be a fun list to to um, force watch. Right, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, thanks for your call. Um, that that seems like it's too easy. Who's next? Mary is next. Hello, Mary. Mary, uh, fill in the blank. Don't hate me, but I've never seen. Oh my God, I've never seen Titanic. Oh. Um, spoiler alert, the, the ship, ship sinks. <laughs> I've heard all about it. Rose goes and the other guys dies and You know I I just couldn't do it. I was it 
was a bad time in my life, and I didn't want to see anything sad, and I knew what was going to happen. I knew the ship was going to sink, yeah. so I just avoided it. And now I'm the laughing stock of my family and friends. I don't think you're missing I out, though. Either. Like I don't think you miss because again, you kind of know the story, and you yeah. know it's a it's a good movie in the like blockbuster, lots of like CGI sense. But I don't. I mean, <laughs> I think you're fine. I do too. Not actually. that you care what we think, but that's just my own take. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Mary, it's fine. you're fine. Okay. Everything's fine. It's I'll okay. Use both of you want to defend myself then. Perfect. Good. Good. No, you can do that. We give you permission. Thanks, Mary. Thanks. All right, let's take one more call. Who's our last word? Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, fill in the blank. Don't hate me, but I've never seen any Harry Potter movies or any Star Wars movies. Okay, the Harry Potter one. I'm not seen Star Wars. That's the one that's like I don't want to say bothersome. How did you get out of the '70s and '80s without seeing Star Wars? Uh, Just lucky, I guess. (laughs) Just lucky. (laughs) Um, But you know what? I get the Harry Potter one. I don't think that that's something that everybody has seen. But I am questioning your Star Wars. Do you have any desire to see it? No. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to push you to do it. You Thank do you. you. You keep doing you. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like at this point, if you've avoided it this long, yeah, you might as now? well keep it up. Yeah. I'm just... Thanks for your call. Um, all right. Well, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we have to talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. We've oh, yes, been we following this story. And of course, there's another update. We'll tell you about it after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. We keep following the story about Ghislaine Maxwell and her uh, association with Jeffrey Epstein and her subsequent arrest. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Hi. one of the other associates of Ghislaine Maxwell is, of course, Prince Andrew. Yeah, so this is uh, Prince Andrew's story, but it's all connected because they're all shady McShader pantses. Um, this particular story is about Prince Andrew's masseuse who's been squawking to tabloids, mm. and I'm here for it. And, and whenever I see a headline about Ghislaine Maxwell or Prince Andrew now, I'm in. Um, and I don't care if it's real. But um, I'll be able to tell very quickly based on where the article is coming from and what the story's trying to tell me. But this particular article came up over the weekend, and it talks about a masseuse um who spent some time on Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island cuz that's what Ugh. they called it gross um and he, uh she he she it's a she recalled a session with chatty prince andrew so somebody lures me in with the idea that we are going to hear from one of the people who gave prince andrew a rub down sign me up right uh, please never ever well, put prince andrew and rub down together well because you it it, you'd think this is a person who probably got some inappropriate behavior at the hands of prince andrew and so i want to hear what she has to say well um she would like you to know that she's an older masseuse who has given several entirely non-sexual massages to a chatty prince andrew while working on pedophile island so i don't know maybe they had like the the um entirely non-sexual massage parlor room and then they had the entirely inappropriate sexual assault. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm, you know, being facetious, of course, but that's that's the only thing I can tell you. What's interesting is she, the woman in question. Her name is Heidi Windle, and she's 75 years young. 
And she spent some time working on uh, the Caribbean island called Little... What is it? Little... Little something. I don't I can't remember. remember the real name of it. Yeah, but they uh, the nickname was Pedophile Island. Um, anyway, she had some stories to tell. One which was like totally bizarre and related to um, Ghislaine Maxwell. But she said that um, she just told this sort of story about how Prince Andrew would joke about stuff and she literally told a story about one time prince andrew was so funny you guys like i was giving him this non-sexual massage and he was telling me about a mosquito that bit him on the butt ha on his quote royal arse Um. and i was like okay well this is a fun story 75 year old lady who by the way worked on pedophile island could you give us some more details right because then a dumb mosquito bite story by all accounts the people who lived on that island or worked on that yeah. island were a little bit like, what's going on here? I think it's like Little St. John or Little... I think little you're Deuce right. Coop. Little St. James. Yeah. Um, little St. James. Anyway, so she tells the story about how Prince Andrew is chatty, and I'm thinking, masseuse, chatty, Prince Andrew? Yeah, spill details. the goods. Yeah. Spill the goods. Mosquito bites him on the royal arse? No. That's the best That's we got lazy. out of her? That's lazy. Well, then she tells this story about um, Ghislaine Maxwell, which I'm just like... I just don't, and also at the same time, mm. do want to live in a world that involves Ghislaine Maxwell. Apparently, at one point, was learning how to fly a helicopter because she's a rich lady who wants to do things. Right. What else is she going to do? She said that um, <laughs> she carried an air of in- invincibility. And one time, um, th- this masseuse was like hanging out. And all of a sudden, she, quote, watched in absolute horror as a helicopter came flying in from Tortola, an island nearby, uh, incredibly low. um, And she said that they weren't supposed to fly that low. So she sees this helicopter coming in and it's barely, you know, grazing the tops of the sailboats that are anchored in the, the bay around the island. And this chopper was like endangering boaters. It was 40 feet from their heads. Oh, my God. And so then the helicopter lands and out pops Ghislaine Maxwell bebopping down the road, giggling and commenting on her navigation skills. And the woman goes, and at that point, I lost it. I was so angry. I let her have it with both barrels. I'm like, could you have let her have it with both barrels for uh, manufacturing and managing a worldwide sex trafficking ring, you old lady? I mean, that's the part that's just, like, ridiculous. That's the thing that threw you over the edge. Not the topless 14-year-olds down by the beach. Also, also, lest you think she's not talking about the real juicy bits because she signed an NDA, because they all did, she didn't. So there is nothing barring her from talking. Also, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein dead. So, like, that would probably... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Probably remove any obligation for her to not talk, although yeah, knowing but... lawyers, I wouldn't be su- surprised. However, she admittedly did not sign an NDA, and the best that she can tell us about Pedophile Island is, ah, Ghislaine Maxwell one time tried to fly this helicopter, you guys. I Honey, do better. I know that there's more in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know there's more in there. Especially if you're, to your point, Bradley, the one that's giving the non-sexual massages, or maybe... She wasn't. Well, yeah. Again, I mean, what is she? She's either lying by omission or commission. So, I mean, pick pick whichever story suits you. I have a dumb question. Also, again, the plane that brought people there was called the Lolita Express. Mm-hmm. If you were on that island, you very well. The guy who mowed the lawn was told by locals, "You might want to not do this job anymore because some shady business happens on this island." Yeah, and he was so moved by that. Or so influenced by that that he like said, I'm going to give up my very lucrative job on this very wealthy island because it kind of creeps me out. Meanwhile, you know, Magic Fingers over here is, you know, laughing about mosquito bite stories. Oh my gosh. I have a stupid question and I don't know if you know the answer to this. Well, I've usually got stupid answers. So do they get, do people get paid to talk to New York Post? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure some do. Because that's the only thing I can think is like if she thought she had these stories and because Ghislaine is in the headlines and she can just pick some of the dumb mundane stories and tell the stories and get a paycheck. But you think your paycheck would be a little bit more expensive. Well, one would... what do you care what Ghislaine Maxwell, she's behind bars. Right. She can't do anything. Although, I mean, there are some stories from over the weekend about people who were associates of Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Ooh. Oh, that story about, hold on, let me get it. Wasn't there like um, a murder involving the family of a judge? Oh, the federal judge. Yeah, that just yeah. had this case. Yes, absolutely. We need so, to talk about that. Yeah, maybe let's, you know what, let's touch on that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. The D bags on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. But before we get to that, I just sort of mentioned at the tail end of that conversation about Ghislaine Maxwell and the uh, masseuse from Jeffrey Epstein's Island spilling tales about which were dumb about what was going on on the island, specifically with um, Prince Andrew. But um, but we mentioned that there was another story that happened over the weekend involving a judge who was assigned to the Jeffrey Epstein case. Bless you. Oh, it happens. Oh, sorry about Easy. that. Woo! Woo, that came on fast. Um, so, Bradley, do you have that story in front mm-hmm. of you? Yeah, it's just, it's still unfolding, and it's hard to know what's really going on. And, Holly, you uh, referenced this during a commercial break, but there was a... 
um, there's there was a judge, a federal judge, who there was an attack on her husband and son, and I believe both uh, were shot fatally. Um, then there is a man in, that is believed to be in connection with that shooting who was found dead. Um, and so the story is still un- unfolding. But what I will say is that there is a connection between the judge whose family was attacked and Jeffrey Epstein, because it, she, in addition to working on a bunch of other several high profile cases, um, was recently assigned a class action suit from Deutsche Bank, which uh, or Deutsche Bank investors anyway, who claim that the company failed to monitor high risk customers, which included but were not limited to the late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. So um, that, you know, there are some dots being connected and um, a lot of questions that have remained uh, unanswered, but it's just, presumably will in the weeks and months to come. It, it's so interesting because there are a lot of people, players, uh, that were keeping, that it was in their best interest to try to help keep secrets about what was going on with Jeffrey Epstein and the island that he owned and his finances and his um, the company he kept, etc., right? Yep. Lots of people that stood to benefit from that. And they still likely do after his death. And so... Yeah, the story about Jeffrey Epstein, to be sure, is, and not to go off on a tangent, but the story about Jeffrey Epstein is this is so much more about Jeffrey Epstein. And if you think that, oh, Jeffrey Epstein's dead, so sure, immediate danger-wise, there are no women being abused at the hands of Jeffrey Epstein. But the things that Jeffrey Epstein did, were he he did not do them in a vacuum. And those things still exist and occur. And the the way he was allowed to um, to perpetrate his crimes still exists and people are still capable of doing it. And I guarantee there are people who are perpetrating the very same crime. So the more we know, even though after he's gone, which is why adjudicating all these issues, even beyond his death is important. Ghislaine Maxwell, et cetera, et cetera, because it will show us how this is done such that we can pay attention to see who else is doing it and hopefully save and rescue a bunch of people or account uh, for the crimes of, people um against women absolutely um you know what let's uh let's get you some celebrities behaving Mm -hmm. badly we call them d-bergs presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day this is a mild d-bag but it just like stunk to me and i wanted to talk Mm, about it stinky who stinks today um sarah ferguson fergie Oh, for delicious. The York. Or is she technically still the Duchess of York? No, probably not. I hope um, she got that taken away. I think she did. Um, she's my D-bag. Do you know why? No, why? Because like her daughter got married. Yes, yes. Oh. On Friday. Beautiful, beautiful pictures. Oh my gosh. By the way, have you seen the pictures of the dress? Mm-hmm. It was her grandma's. Yes, it was the Queen's dress. There's pictures of the Queen wearing it. She wore it a couple different times, but most famously to the premiere of Lawrence of Arabia, and it's a beautiful dress. Beautiful dress. Um, and her so her husband's beautiful. Beatrice wore it um, at her wedding. Anyway, she had this wedding. There's pictures of Beatrice and her new husband socially distanced from the Queen and Prince Philip. Like they're all just—it's just gorgeous, right? Guess what? What? Uh, Fergie didn't post anything about her daughter's wedding. Weird. Not even a word. On social media? Nothing. What? Go to her Instagram. What's wrong She's with her? She's still posting weird, like, her re- reading with a flower crown and stuffed animals. And that's it. 
Well, she also wished some lady 104th birthday. Yeah. Um, but why not your kid? A day ago, I want to wish an extraordinary and inspirational lady, Joan Willett, a very happy 104th birthday. Since May, Joan has been climbing the hill outside her care home four times a day, and she's raised over 10,000 pounds uh, so far for an organization. Joan wanted to thank oh the British Heart Foundation for her life-saving heart surgery 22 years ago. Lovely post. Nothing post about, about her, her daughter. daughter. Is there some sort of like royal, like we're not posting photos? Well, I don't know because there was a picture that was released of Beatrice standing kind of socially distanced beside her her um, grandmother. So it doesn't seem like they're not posting photos. It feels like that was a move that was a muscle from the firm being the royal family was like, mm, we just don't want you to draw attention to yourself yeah. right now. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, we'd rather draw attention to your creepy mom <sighs> with her children's books and her husband, no. her ex-husband, who's accused of so bizarre. touching young girls. Okay, <laughs> thanks. I mean, really. Today at four, she's going to be reading Banana with her guest, uh, her her. A stuffed monkey friend. I can't. Oh, jeez. Okay. It is really oh, jeez. She just... Please, I... Seriously, though, you should be following Sarah Ferguson because her posts are so... Obnoxious. She, they're again, hilarious. They're, like, very, like, 2020 high. But like I said the other day, and I will say again, her husband is accused of being... Or her ex-husband, I should yeah. say, is accused of being a pedophile. And sexually assaulting children, young women and children. And mm -hmm. she is reading children's books. I mean, it's, 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 nope. it's, nope. Yeah, no, 2020, y'all. It's delightfully sad. Okay. Next. That isn't, um, I wouldn't say that's very mild. Mine is mild, though. Oh, okay. Mine is, uh, Hollywood Life. We love to razz Hollywood oh. Life by Bonnie Fowler. Which uh, I still want to know how she got her gig. I know she has a really long and successful career. But her website on occasion gives me hives. And this particular story about Kendall and Haley Baldwin sizzling on a night out. Uh, also 36 other times. Uh, 36 times more stars rock the trend. Yeah. Um, so these two, they did an entire article on how Kendall and Haley wore a crop top. Um, what? Like, literally, the story is about Kendall and Haley wearing a crop top. No. Haley and Kendall Jenner beat the heat during a night out in L.A. by rocking the tiniest of crop tops. Also, are those, t I guess, technically, that's a crop top? I don't even know that I would really yeah. consider that a crop top. But anyway. I don't know. Kendall's looks like a bralette. Yeah. Right? Because to me, a crop top is a very specific thing. Yeah. I am not big in female fashion circles, so Crap far be it for me. But um, who got that? Who drew that short straw? Hey, I'm going to need you to do the sizzling night out crop top story. Also come up with 36 times other stars have rocked crop tops. I, and know, there are literally, there is, well, it's Samantha Wilson. Sorry, she is the political news director. Stop. Stop it. She is the political news, I'm sorry, news editor. But political still. news editor. For Hollywood Life. Um, Barry the lead. Excuse me. 
Hollywood Life has a political news editor. And what? And if what this, political news? And does this fall into the yeah. political news category? Also, I don't know. To me, okay, nope. I shouldn't say this in close proximity to what we were just talking about. But to me, the headline is they're wearing masks. I, I, did I don't want to care about the, their crop tops. That's why I didn't want to make it about these two, because um, to be clear, also, Haley Baldwin is just stunningly, she's so stunningly beautiful. gorgeous. And yeah. actually, so is Kylie Jenner, Kendall, not Kylie, Kendall. I'm mm-hmm. K- Kylie's her own special creation, um, as they used to say. <laughs> she's beautiful in her own right. I'm just saying right. that no, when she... it comes to like. <laughs> she's her own special creation. She is her own. Now. Special creation. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the truth. Well, I mean, she's created. I would, herself. I would, I would quibble a little bit with uh, Kylie only because she is so enhanced, usually at the hands of, fa- of Photoshop. Right. That's her creation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, she's very creative. But like, if I were just giving props for superficial beauty, um, Haley Baldwin is just insanely gorgeous. She is beautiful. Yeah. Also, where were they going? Uh, like, on a night out. Yeah, but where? No boo. No uh, boob. That's Actually, where two ev- of them. Hey, that's where everybody goes to get their photographs taken. Is no boo in Malibu? That's their. That's isn't that um, Kylie's favorite sushi place? Yeah, she, she gets the rice Malibu. there. Remember, oh. she loves. Oh yeah, the she rice. eats rice. She like literally puts soy sauce on rice mm-hmm. at no boo. I can't. I can't even. Anyway, um. Wait, I think this tells us who. I didn't get very deep on this. She was carrying a bright green Bottega Veneta. Do you know what that is? It's a bag. It sounds like an ice cream treat. I know, right? <laughs> Don't you want one of them Bottega Venetas? No, but it's a $3,800 bag. Not as... Not ex- not as fun. It's not that fun. neon green thing that Haley Baldwin is carrying. Um, I mean, it's pretty. Uh, no. I don't, no. No, it's not. It's... No. Nope. It looks like a car seat. I mean, rich people gonna rich. It's true. Fashion. It's true. Um, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, do you guys have tinfoil? Duh. Well, fashion it into a hat because I don't know. I'm. I, I think there's something brewing with this story about Jada Pinkett Smith and August Alsina. Mm. Um, Tell me more. We'll talk. I will. Oh, I will. Uh, we'll talk about the latest when we come back. On my talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay, so we touched on this a little bit earlier. This um entanglement. Mm. Yeah, keep keep that word in your mind. Entanglement. Between Jada Pinkett Smith and August oh, Alcina. Mm. Okay, so here like let's back it up. This started last week or the week prior. I don't remember. I, they, they all blend together. August Alsina, who's apparently uh, an R&B singer. I think it was at the end of the week before last. Okay. He went on a podcast or a radio show and basically said, yeah, like I was doing it with Jada Pinkett Smith <laughs> and we had a whole thing going. And at one point I even went to Will Smith and I was like, hey, I'm going to need you to like sign off on this. And he totally did. So they were in a really bad place and we had a relationship. And then it seems to me that Will and Jada kind of tried to not give steam to it or deny it a little bit. And then suddenly, suddenly 
they came out with a new episode of their Red Table Talk, where they had a real honest conversation about the way Jada Pinkett Smith put it, her entanglement with August Alsina. Mm-hmm. Now, remember when I said hang on to that word entanglement? Mm, I well, feel like I've heard that word somewhere. Well, what should we stumble upon today but a new single from August Alsina called Entanglement? Oh! Right? Look at that, kids. Okay. A winky dink! So... I don't think so. I, this is, but see, this is the thing, and these are the pop culture mysteries that make my head spin, because my I always want to figure out where where this all started, meaning at what point did the ride that we're on start? Yeah, like where are we getting played? When did the playing begin? When did the did playing it begin, begin with? Like, was this a well orchestrated effort on the part of all three of these uh, people? Right. I can't know, um, but I would like to share with you uh, as much as I can, because there's a lot of words, some of the things that he says in this song. He says, the definition of entanglement, it's when you're tangled up in the sheets. Girl, I know that we don't call it a relationship, but you're still bleeping with me. Um, And he even references, it seems... Uh, Will Smith in the song left your man to bleep with me just to pay him back. Uh, yeah, he and then check this. How about these lyrics? Jaded by her beauty, <laughs> but her Jaded. reputation's real solid. Jaded. It's so. I. Well, what we say. It's so obvious. It's so are obvious. you kidding me? This is so. We are all getting played by these people. No, we could take the path that. Oh, I thought you were going to say play the song, and I was like, no, no. we cannot. <laughs> no, <laughs> we could uh, take the path that August Alsina wrote the song within a week, and then recorded it with a little help from Rick Ross, made the magic happen in about a week. I mean, and that would be the, the first track. time that this something like that has happened. Right. To be fair. Right. So that also could be a possibility. However, the story that this was all premeditated, I'm kind of going with that a little bit more. It just is like, it it is interesting to me. There's something about that word that makes me, and, and the fact that they both are getting paid for it at this point. Right? Because she did the Red Table Talks. And then he was like, I'm going to make a single. And so they're both ending up profiting from their, quote, entanglement. I think what is very likely, because I clearly know what happened. I don't. However, here's what I think happened. Because if you go back to an earlier Jada uh, Pinkett Smith experience specific, well, Will and Jada both, um, and a Red Table Talk experience. Have, do you remember the name? Um, and I forget her name. The friend of Kylie. Uh, who got thrown under the bus. Oh, yeah, Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods. Mm -hmm. Remember Jordan Woods made a a very um, curious stop Mm -hmm. at the red table to talk about what happened. Yep. Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, because I guess they've been lifelong friends with... um, Jordan. Jordan, oh my God, words, sorry. It's okay, Monday. Um, 
because she'd been lifetime or lifelong friends, you know, no doubt she was like they wanted to jump into the middle of this because it was a story, right? Yeah. And so it was kind of weird at the time. We're like, why are what? But it made perfect sense because they have this relationship, and also, you know, I mean. I don't fault Jada Pinkett Smith for trying to get attention for the thing that she's doing with her life. Right. Like, that's what you're supposed to do is get attention for the projects, especially if you're in that, you know, in that in the celebrity world. I don't fault her for that. So she just saw a good thing and took an opportunity to insert herself into that narrative, which everybody at the time, if you don't remember correctly, was talking about this Jordan Woods, quote unquote, scandal. Mm -hmm. Right. So they saw a great thing. Like, what is us? What is to preclude us from believing that August Alcina was like, I'm going to write a song about this. And like, either they got the heads up and were like, well, we're just going to like insert ourselves into this moment. Or, um, hey, like, I could just see them totally working together to, you know, coordinate this coming out. And I don't mean like in a like, Today, we're going to fool everybody into thinking X, Y, Z. But if they have an open relationship right. and they're like, we, I use this show to talk about uncomfortable things. Let's talk about this, you know, affair because it's in the past. We've already dealt with it. He's writing a song about it. Let's help him out. Like, that doesn't seem beyond the realm of possibility to me. Right. Everybody scratches each other's backs and then everybody ends up profiting from it. And to your point, like, the rumors that the two of them have had an open relationship have been around for years. Yeah. Like, at least a decade, if not more. And uh, to the earlier conversations point, um, meaning our blind item from earlier in the show where NT lawyer said essentially you know you need not look very far to find at least a dozen people that Will Smith was out there because here's the other thing and like we skimmed over some of the language that they used in that red table talk I still haven't watched it I don't know if I can stomach it but one of the conversations they have he says we we were totally separated like you were going out to figure out how to make yourself happy and I was out trying to figure out how to make myself happy. To me, that is a not even thinly veiled way of saying, yeah, we were both, we both had people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're doing it out in the open. They're just not telling us how they're, you know, like determining like who's like what stories are being told. Right. And the only identity that we are aware of that we know of is August Elsina at this point. And so might as well, sudden- everybody make money off of this and all of a sudden we're talking about this person august Alcina, which you know i'm not like very clued into the music world at any given time so i don't know how much we were talking about august Alcina in music before this moment i know we weren't but we certainly weren't mm-hmm. and at the, at the level that we're talking about it that means that he his name recognition has certainly you know, um, improved by getting included yeah. in this story so again it just doesn't surprise me that they'd be like hey, let's, you know, find a way to get this story some traction. Because now you have like, you you have an audience that's instantly like, well, I want to hear this song because I just heard about the story. Right. I mean, and now I would I never care what this song story. was. No. Literally. No, that's 100% true. So regardless, even, you know, so here's the, the big takeaway is it doesn't actually matter at what point or if they're all in it together. We're getting played either way. Because they're both making money off of telling this story. And they'll keep on doing it as long as it makes them money.
I feel taken advantage of. I mean, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your favorite long gone restaurant? A restaurant you would love to eat at, but it's not there anymore. 651-641-1071. A little nostalgia restaurant talk after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.